Janita Stanson, and we have Reginald Perryman, Shaka Williams, We Are Tasari, There's Something About Real Estate, and we have still with us John, John Clear. Clear. Clear the clothes. Clear the clothes. <laughs> My birthday twin. Okay. Yes. Same birthday. birthday. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we're going to jump back into it. Are we going, like, I'm ready. Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna or... talk about real estate in general. We're gonna talk about a lot right mm-hmm. now. No, this... like, so what I was thinking about just now, I'm like, dang, this is like cool because now we're about to get into like more of the entrepreneur. What we have been is like right. more on the entrepreneurship side of things. All right. So, um, you know, not so technical mm-hmm. or whatever. All right. <laughs> we, we just kicking it. <laughs> yeah. Right. We just kicking it this time. We yeah. kicking it real estate. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I had to ask John something mm-hmm. uh, when they wasn't in the room. And I was asking him, is because, you know, he went and got his broker's license and he went over to EXP. Mm-hmm. Right. And I asked him, was he uh, focusing on real, residential real estate sales? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And you had an answer. Yeah. So as far as like the retail. So, yeah, I do focus on retail as well. It's just not at the forefront. Right. You know, wholesale will always be number one. So I would say right now, wholesale is about ninety-eight to 2% retail. So 98% wholesale, 2% retail. Um, but of that 98%, I would say about 70% is commercial. But you do have agents on your team, right? I do. So I have a couple agents up under me under EXP, and then I have um, one agent up under me just for liability reasons. Uh, Like, he's my business partner, Mike. So shout out to Mike Speaker. So I only have one agent under my brokerage, and I think I want to leave it like that and just kind of divert everybody else to EXP. That way I don't have to deal with the liability. And they had a training (laughs) and and everything like Mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. So they have the training, the free training. And then on our team, you know, we got the weekly training. We have Zoom calls. Now we got the office that we just opened like three months ago in Southfield. So everybody comes there to collaborate. It's it's just, you know, just a beautiful dynamic. And Tawana and LaShawn, they're amazing. Right. And they will definitely hold you accountable. And they will call you out if you're... <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. They will I definitely can, call you I out. I can definitely see that. <laughs> so a lot of times when we talk to people about being an agent, it's almost like it's a down... Like the wholesalers be like, I don't want to be no agent. Y'all don't make no money, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you talk to agents, they all look at wholesalers sideways. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you can be both. It's, it is million-dollar agents out here that you know nothing about on social media, mm-hmm. but they making that bread. Right. And they're leveraging themselves by building teams. And really... The work is the same. You going after seller leads that's motivated, mm-hmm. and you got buyers. It's the same thing, whether right. you're an agent or a wholesaler. It's just that when you're licensed like you, you get to take advantage. Maybe somebody don't want to sell the house for the number that makes sense for you to wholesale it. You can just list it and make some money anyway. All bags or, matter. Yeah, or you, <laughs> that's right. my slogan. That's like a good bag. Like that. That's a good one. We gotta get the t-shirt. All bags, long as you get bags the bags. Yep. I'm telling you. Yep. Um, let me write that. Right. Down. Right. <laughs> right. I can have hey, those ready next take show. A note. All bags matter. <laughs> All bags okay. matter. Because I know some people. ABM. They mm-hmm. be trying to make like on the wholesale deals. I see somebody send me a because I invest too. They'll send me a deal, and it's like I know 
they're trying to make 50 grand or 40 grand off of this deal, right? Mm -hmm. And then I come in with my offer because of the numbers that make sense for me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, nah. So I'm like, going to sell it to a sucker buyer, right? Mm -hmm. right. And it's like, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. But you could have still made 30 and closed oh, for sure. Right. And greedy. Right. Greed kills deals. Mm -hmm. Greed exactly. kills deals. So I pride myself on transparency. Like this 32 unit, you know, I won't throw the numbers out there yet because we aren't officially closed, but the seller wanted X. Right. I told him I wanted to make Y and buyer is going to pay Z. And right. he was okay with that. Right. As long as he gets his X, mm -hmm. I can make my Y and then buyer pays the Z. You so, have to be careful. What? <laughs> because what you just explained was not necessarily a wholesale deal. No, but it's off market. Okay. Well, yeah. and it's not listed. But in order for it to be a wholesale deal, you have to be the buyer. No. No. No, you don't. No, I you disagree don't. with that. No, you don't. Well, we may talk about it off camera. No, we're about to talk about it off camera because it's okay. people's spot. Let's do it then. Because, That's fine. Because the seller is paying the commission, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, the contract, so basically, this, this deal. I didn't even have to put on the contract. The seller and the buyer are directly in contract with mm -hmm. each other. The seller assigns my commission, my marketing mm -hmm. fee agreement, exactly. not right. a commission. Mm. Okay, so did I say commission? You yeah. can call it commission. Okay, so, no, you don't want to call it commission. You don't want to call it commission, commission, but so marketing fee agreement. Basically, right. I marketed the property, you know, at a higher price than what the seller wanted, mm -hmm. and he agreed to me making my fee on top of what he wanted, and you know. The contract, so basically, I have no liability in the deal. Right. Um, I don't have it on the contract. You know, the seller and the buyer are direct. Right. And you know, so y'all so both you're right. Yeah, both don't right. Have it. It's not about being right. It's I'm just good. saying, be careful. Mm -hmm. That's more so what I'm saying because the way that you were originally explaining it, it sounds like something that is illegal here in Michigan. Well, it definitely wasn't net listing. If that's what you're saying. Okay. It, <laughs> well, so it wasn't net listing because it was never listed. It's off market. And I didn't have it on the contract. The buyer and the seller contract. The principles of the deal contracted directly. Okay. You're negotiating. I'm deal. negotiating. So here, here's the thing. Because well, that's when a I... good catch. So we could definitely talk about net listing mm -hmm. because what a lot of wholesalers would do, they'll put a property on the contract for forty thousand, put it on the MLS for eighty thousand. Mm -hmm. You right. can't do that. You can't, you can't do, do that. that. Right. Because you can't make that forty in between. Right. That's a net list. Absolutely. That's so, thank so you. Break, down, okay. break, break down net listing. Then I'm going to come back to what I was saying about commission, assignment fees, and marketing fees. Okay. So break down net listing. So, basically, what I like to do, like, I like to differentiate between everything when it comes from wholesale to retail, all the way down to the paperwork. I don't use no GMAR right. contracts for wholesale deals. I don't use a National Association Realtor contract. I don't use any you know, official realtor document on any of my wholesale deals. Right. Keep it all separate. And even says at the bottom of the fine print that you're not supposed to use it unless you're, you know. A realtor. Exactly. Right. So basically, um, with uh, retail deals, you know, definitely use um, like the uh, residential and commercial, you know, like so I like I like GMAR, you know, yeah. so that's just who I'm with. Right. Um, but with wholesale, it's a totally different contract. And basically with wholesale, we just use the purchase agreement and the assignment agreement and maybe like a marketing fee agreement. Those are just the only three documents. You know, right. with retail, you got, you know, the lead-based paint and all that. We don't have to right. do none of that. So yet. hold on. Let me 
So I want to explain what GMAR is. So in Michigan, well, in the metro Detroit area, there's three major boards. There's GMAR, there's NOC Board, and Detroit Association of Realtors. And there's other smaller boards. So mm-hmm. your GMAR is one of the local yeah, board of Realtors. And we use their forms for uh, retail agreements. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Right. And then those, those forms, have, they're, they're looked over by attorneys and things like that, right? Yeah, they're they're... Already, they're just templates for us to use. We just fill in addresses and price. We just fill in the boxes, pretty much. Right, right, right. So, you know, the good thing about GMAR is I believe they're the biggest board in Michigan, right? One, yeah, I believe they are. I think they are. I think they are the biggest. But Detroit Board is the original. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, shout out to Detroit Board. Like Century Twenty One. You got it. One of the the founding boards for the National Association was the Detroit Board of Realtors. I agree, but like Century Twenty One was one of the. You know, if you don't yeah. if you don't move forward, you're gonna get left behind. That's true. But you know? <laughs> Detroit board is one of the original Don Dollars. It wouldn't even be real true. Red, Red, that's Detroit how you know you were an OG, okay. right? Red's your OG. Yeah. So he gonna he gonna he gonna uh Well he's affiliated with Detroit as well because you're are you I'm on a both? Di- I'm a director. Yeah. Oh for okay. real? So I didn't know past, I didn't know the title. Past president hey. <laughs> realtor hey, so, get this man his flowers now. You know what I'm saying? They still do that right now. But I ain't gonna say <laughs> but finish what you were saying about the contracts. Yeah, so the contracts is very important. Um, so you don't want to converge the lines. You know, right. you don't want to cross merge. If it's wholesale, mm-hmm. only use non, you know, realtor mm-hmm. broker based contracts. Keep it totally separate um, because an attorney, you know, if if, mm-hmm. if you if you get in some sticky situations. An attorney may can pierce that. Yep. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm not gonna speak on nothing else legal. Uh, <laughs> so basically, you know, like I just keep everything separate. That's just the best way that I've always done it. And knock on wood, literally, uh, I never been sued. Right. And, and that's just the way I keep it clean. So all my right. transactions are clean, transparent. Everybody knows what's going on. There are no hidden surprises at closing. Right. Um, and we don't do net listen. Sorry that I explained it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't necessarily explain it wrong. But I, that's one of the things that, so when I do talk to wholesalers, mm-hmm. especially younger ones that's trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. um, I worry that there could be some changes coming. Right. And, you know, I, I do. I would like to keep people out of legal trouble if possible. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I called it. Not necessarily that you explained it wrong, but just more so to say, like, you know, be careful. Because yeah, be step- it, it, there's definitely a thin line there. Definitely. Right. Can y'all so talk about that though? So yeah, let so me oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, so I just want to explain the difference. So uh, we we're gonna talk about the Michigan law requirements, and we touched on that earlier. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to a lot of wholesalers about getting your license, just so that you can be in compliance with the state laws, they're like, "Oh, I want to make more than six percent." Well, there is absolutely no law in the world that says you can only charge 6%. Absolutely. I might sell a $10,000 house and make $3,000. I have a minimum commission I charge. I can charge whatever I negotiate with a seller. Mm -hmm. So I can't do a net listing as a realtor, Mm -hmm. but I can do a wholesale transaction, right? Right. Absolutely. We're going to get to that. So you have commissions, you have assignment fees, or you can name it marketing fees, whatever you name it. 
I say this all the time. At the end of the day, as a real estate professional, you're getting paid for bringing a buyer and a seller together. People overcomplicate this business mm-hmm. more than it has to be. Some mm-hmm. people don't want to go get the license because they don't want to go through the process, right? Mm-hmm. Or for whatever reason, whatever guru they follow told them, you don't have to be licensed. That's fine. They lazy. But in Michigan, Just say Absolutely. if you're going to start doing numbers and you making some real money, Somebody gonna start watching you. Absolutely. And somebody you, gonna start hating. Yeah. You just said it, right? And pain, why right. would you let a three hundred dollar class Bruh. and a license stop you from getting to the bag? Because all bags matter. All right? bags matter. So you you walk into a seller, Mr. or Mrs. Seller. This is what I do on every deal. This is how I find most of my flips. Mr. and Mrs. Seller. This is the price of your home. This is the range it would sell for a fixed-up repair on the market, retail market. This is what it would sell for as is on the market. And this is the price I'm willing to offer you cash with no fees. Mm -hmm. Now, that cash as is, no fees cost may be enough. It may be be enough skin in the game for me to wholesale it or just buy it and flip it, Mm -hmm. right? But either way, I'm getting paid. For sure. I'm getting a bag one one of three ways. Exactly. So I might not make thirty thousand on a wholesale or twenty thousand. I might make sixty on a flip, mm-hmm. or I might only make six thousand on a commission. Mm-hmm. Those three bags just mm-hmm. give me one of them. Give me any of them. before so, I walk out the door. Go back to the so. What you want the definition of a net listing? I know. We need the layman's terms because people don't understand what a net uh, listing the is. The layman's terms would be, um, Mr. Seller. Or Mrs. Seller, um, I would like to list your house for, I can, you know what, I can get you $20,000. And they're like, you know what, you can give me $20,000? $20,000 would be great. Mm-hmm. And then I go and list it for $40,000. Mm-hmm. And then um, I take the money in between. So they get 20 I get 20 mm-hmm. That's a net listing. And, then I, and I market this. I list it. I put it on the exclusive right to sell agreement. Mm-hmm. And I put it on the MLS and I market it that way. Mm-hmm. That's a net listing. Right. And what's right. wrong with that? Because basically Lara is all about consumer protection. Right. So basically you're doing that consumer or your client a dis, you service. know, like a disservice, right? Because you know the real value, mm-hmm. but you're duping them into believe that oh twenty thousand is that value. And maybe, 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 right. maybe yeah exactly so because so, you may not be duping them they may be just okay with receiving mm-hmm. x number of dollars mm-hmm. so then you can sign that agreement he's talking about but right but you can't do that in a listing format so i right. can't market it that That's way and take my commission agent. right now i could say Okay, I'll get you twenty thousand dollars. I'm gonna charge you a flat fee commission of twenty thousand dollars. Now they sign that. Ad. Yeah, you can. So here's here's the thing, right? Being being a member of the Realtor Association, there's a code of ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you meet with a client, a seller, you have to give them. It's it's all about disclosure, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what the comps are here. Even though they can go online and get an estimate, but still, here's what the comps are. <laughs> Here's a suggested price range, and here's what it's likely to sell for in a condition that it's in or repaired, right? So what Janita is saying is you can't intentionally go in and tell somebody their home is worth less 
than what the true market value is and list it for higher so that you can make the difference. Absolutely. But you can go in and say, I'm going to list it at the higher price, but I need a $10,000 commission Mm -hmm. for marketing Mm -hmm. and and everything I'm I'm going to do to get this property Mm -hmm. sold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about, you know, being, so we can, like Reggie said, we can charge whatever we want. You know, and people, you know, they so it's so crazy. You said <laughs> we don't only earn six percent. My problem over the last several year years have been people have even reduced that six percent to three percent. Nope. This is the conversation it. and it's crazy. So have. Yeah. I have this conversation with Mr. Williams often. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, no, who who in the hell said I make three percent? <laughs> My when I signed the listing agreement, it's at, it, at you know, so you know what you mm-hmm. see people doing, what you know you can find often. You mm-hmm. see it, you mm-hmm. see at least six percent. Mm-hmm. But if you're charging flat fees now, you're probably going into that ten to fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you can set your price at what you want. People may like you enough or want to deal with you enough you or want you your negotiate. services. Right. Exactly. Reggie, you what's your message? What you negotiate. <laughs> you know, your you know, yeah, your know your worth. You, you, you know your worth. <laughs> because here's the thing. There's a, and this is another reason why I, I tell people to get involved in a business like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. When you were doing your wholesale deal, you knew what where the market was going because you had access to the MLS, mm-hmm. right? But here's the other thing a lot of local wholesalers are not thinking about. There are a lot of iBuyers out there. So when you see stuff like uh, Simple Sale or Home Light, even Zillow was buying homes for mm-hmm. a while, um, they're controlling it from a more of an internet standpoint, and they're just putting ads out there, and they got way deeper pocket, pockets than we have doing mm-hmm. our direct mail letters, mm-hmm. right? And they're getting in front of these people saying, oh, we'll buy your house cash. If you don't like our price, here's three realtors we'll refer you to. And then they come mm-hmm. to me and say, hey, here's a seller lead, but we want 25%. Mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. I would have thought of it before. Break it down. Yeah. So you saying so, that Zillow getting all the bags. Well, <laughs> Zillow, there's several, several companies. Right, so, like, said. you might, if you're, if you, I don't want to mention all the companies' names, but there are companies, and I've signed up with some of them. I get seller leads. They charge me a 25% referral fee. So the smart the smart person that knows how to generate seller leads as a wholesaler can have a whole side business of referrals where you just send referrals to either realtors or if you're licensed, send that business to agents on your team Mm -hmm. and you're still eating and you're not even touching the business. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is generating leads. You're doing that anyway as Mm -hmm. a wholesaler. Right. That's a whole nother income. Mm -hmm. You can make several, several thousands of dollars a month Mm -hmm. just referring out these leads because these people still got to sell, whether it's on a wholesale deal or a realtor deal. It's crazy. Like I only mess with a certain number of wholesalers, like three. John, I'm one of John, and it's because so you are able, you're in a position to do your own research. Mm-hmm. I know if I call you and you send me a list, I may not like the things that's on your list, mm-hmm. but you're gonna send it to me, and I have an opportunity to look at it, see if that's because I'm an investor. As an mm-hmm. investor, do I like anything on it, or do I know any investors who want to indulge in your list? Mm-hmm. 
But what I get is a lot of people who are trying to get started, and now they want to call me and ask me to run comps. Mm. Mm-hmm. For free. Right. No, no, they want no money. Cash out. You know, and, and so that's where I try to, and so that's where I kind of be like, well, are you licensed? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should get licensed. Mm. Maybe if you came over here, I wouldn't mind mentoring you. Right. You know, it like that kind of thing. It also saves you time on your end, so mm-hmm. you don't always have to run comps for all these for people. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. For free. Yeah, for free. Mm-hmm. You know, gaining more <laughs> knowledge. And I think that in terms of home, like, I don't have... I don't have any issue. So, like, once I understood wholesaling, I don't have any issue with it. I definitely have. So, I guess you're. I'm, I kind of fall in the category of, like, the realtors who's going to fall or frown uh-huh. upon an unlicensed wholesaler. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I probably fall, I, I, I fall there. It's okay. However. We love you. Hold on, you don't represent them no more. You, you're you, you don't. You ain't even a realtor no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Look. And, and I guess that's all I'm saying is it's, it's like what Reggie have, has been saying over the last couple episodes. Like, it just does not cost that much to be the boss in this particular situation. Now, you do have to get higher education, still mm-hmm. learn, pay mm-hmm. attention, uh, research, you know, like all those kinds of things. But in order to get, you know, where you need to be to kind of be in a room with the players, it just doesn't cost that much. So right, here's right. it. We're going to get to yeah. Lazy. <laughs> because, you know, my son is one of those people, right? I'm, yeah, I'm not saying he's lazy. lazy. I'm not saying he's okay. lazy. I'm saying that he one of those, he, he listened to the people on, we're talking about uh, people that's on that's, uh, social media, mm-hmm. um, Social media, Instagram rich. don't get you. Oh, wait, Instagram, right, right. <laughs> they social media, rich. fake gurus, fake, fake gurus, right? right. Okay. Talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. So we're talking about those individuals. So you know, the biggest issue I have is you know my son come to you know he come tell me about what somebody else on social media, YouTube. I don't give. I don't care where they where they wherever they from, right? Right. Social right. media, YouTube, uh, Craigslist. I don't care, right? And uh, he tell me what they told him. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, well, they said this, 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 and the other. Bruh, you telling me about somebody, you have no, you don't know anything about this individual. Right. But you know how you grew up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what your dad do. Right. Right. And then if I, but I'm telling you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you what to do. Right. But you want to tell me what somebody on TV or social media told you. Bruh, you don't get out of here? It's because they're taking for granted um, coming up in that. I did it, and I I, yeah. I came off the straight gutter. So if if I could do it, your children and my children, like they definitely can do it. You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is like I remember being in school for like career days, and people coming in like, oh, I make you know six. I mean sixty thousand a year, or eighty thousand a year, and I'm mm-hmm. like. I'm like 15, like that ain't no money because <laughs> <laughs> because my mother is a, a real estate, um, right. a realtor and my uncles are attorneys and engineers, you know, like mm-hmm, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I think that the problem is they're just taking their, they can't see, um, they can't see beyond their nose, right. basically. Right. Their lazy. Expression. You right. know what I mean? Right. I don't know that's lazy. It's just that they can't, they don't, they can't see it. Like, they're sitting in right. it. They understand that they're comfortable. And, you know, they're not, they're listening to these other people because they don't understand that they have someone who's probably doing way better than these other people. No, they're right. lazy, though. 
So well, he gonna, he gonna, no, no, because you lazy. Because if you walking around here thinking you're going to make a whole lot of money doing nothing, you lazy. Yeah, right? so here, here's the thing, right? It's all about presentation. So um, I, I'm, what, I'm 40, how am I, 48 now? Yeah. I'm almost forgetting, right? So <laughs> back in the day, Carlton Sheets used to come on. I still got the VHS yeah, tape. Yeah. I'm going to bring oh, yeah. it next time, yeah, right? Yeah. So... N- that was wholesaling. Mm-hmm. You know it what? Just Hold on. The, the Henry Ford Museum might buy that from you, but go ahead. It's in my basement. <laughs> I got it. Conversation was real, though. Right. So all it was was hold, wholesaling, right? So, but the thing is, is that now with Instagram and everything is flashy, and then when you come into our community and it's like, oh, you can make this money quick, and then you have... You have gurus that are making money by selling courses, and you have people that are actually doing it, and they just teach it on the side because they want to see you succeed, right? Mm -hmm. And you could tell by the language who copied somebody. And I'm not against somebody teaching strategies that are good at it Mm -hmm. because you have coaches that never played the game. They were great coaches, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is... If you tell me you're rich because you were doing this, mm-hmm. but you're really rich because you were selling courses, I don't like that. You were selling me Facts. on a dream? Facts. Right. Facts. I, I want somebody, like, I'm to the point, my my stock coach, mm-hmm. I, he's a personal friend, you met him, mm-hmm. but I see his numbers, right? right. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can pull behind the veil and be like, What's your PL statement? I'm always big on that. Yeah. Reggie's one of the ones, the I'm, only one. I'm, I'm, right? I, I was leaving out the, the house numbers. today, like, okay, I'm going to have to get Reggie so I can get my PL together. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you can't. What's a PL? Profit and loss. Profit and loss. Okay. Oh, oh, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Sit down. Sit down. So, here's the thing, right? You got people selling you. Um, oh, I can help you make money on Bitcoin. I can help you make money on this, right? You got day traders. A lot mm-hmm. of day traders lose a lot of money. They mm-hmm. don't tell you that, mm-hmm. right? Facts. You'll post your wins, but you're not posting your losses, Facts. right? Like you came, when you mentioned early on the uh, last episode, you've been through foreclosure. Mm-hmm. I lost a couple houses before, right? right? But I make good money. But I can show you the profit and the loss. Mm-hmm. If you can't show me the losses, and if you don't have a testimony, you can't mentor a coach. You can't me. mentor me. Because you can't tell me nothing. If you right? don't have a testimony, I'm like that. <laughs> Even when I go to church, any pastor I ever follow, and I ain't been to church in a long time. <laughs> okay. But all of my pastors that I really connected with, they had a testimony. A real mm-hmm. one. That you Growing can relate up, to. I didn't mm-hmm. respect my mother as much mm-hmm. until she recovered and she had a testimony For sure. of recovery. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have went through something. Mm-hmm. You have to pull back all the BS and show me something real. Wisdom. You got to have real wisdom, swag. right? Yeah. You can't just be talking. You can't yeah. be talking. It can't be swag. Yeah. Hold on. I want to hear what you got to say. For real. Come on up here. For so, real. So what happens is, so... I actually went to uh, real estate school. Okay. Right? okay. Hold on. That's the same thing? Real estate? Yeah. Oh. Real estate school. Real estate school. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to real estate school, and I'm sitting in class, and the instructor is talking about how much money they make 
all this time on real estate. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I see y'all in here every day, though. Mm-hmm. So right. how? How? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I pay for tuition. And see, me, I am I analyze everything. Right. So I'm right. looking. I said, wait a minute. Exactly. A person. See? 30 people in this class. I do five a day. Mm. Nah, you make more money doing this. And this <laughs> is why, because if you was making so much, mm. right. why, would doing be, this? why would you be here? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, my me being in music, I started to realize that it is actually more money in supplying the people that's trying mm. than it is doing the actual thing. Information. Yes. Right. So, information. like, even this, like, now I teach podcasting mm-hmm. and I make easy bread off that and now I'm um uh I'm I'm developing a class for Michigan State Ooh. on podcasting that mm-hmm. gives just that's residual income. Y'all been getting them. That's why we but I I've learned that it's it's two sides to that coin. So you right. If they right. don't have the testimony, get the hell out of my damn face. Not I'm not right. trying to hear what you got to say. Right. But if you do have the testimony, you can make so much money in teaching. Right. So there's a problem there. There's a problem there, though. So Because it's, it's not just about the testimony. You actually have to be living it, too. Absolutely. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah. So you, a lot of people had the testimony. They lost their house. And yep. they knew what happened when they lost their house. Right. They're not, they not living that no more. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, well, I'm saying if you got a testimony and you're still doing good right. because right. you learn from it, mm-hmm. you can teach that to somebody for else. Sure. And so for all of those dry seasons, like I don't know about y'all, but I hustle. We mm-hmm. are getting dry. The, the, hustles, the, <laughs> the hustle dry season is like right after Christmas to like March. Nobody's spending no money. Look here. As far as on my end. Right. So I have to have something else mm-hmm. that... Work. Honestly, the the dry the dry season is why I love real estate. I can be I can be dry <laughs> during that season. Well, you know the thing mean? is, you can what make so much money doing. See, here's the thing: like people focus on oh, I'm making this, I'm making this this month. I'm making. You can make so much money in a short period of time; yeah. it covers you for the whole year. There it is. Oh, right. That's what you mean. And then, gotcha. and right. like what you said. Maybe that person is teaching in their downtime, mm. or they're teaching out, of, out mm-hmm. of passion, like right. you said with your, because you can have something on on autopilot mm-hmm. making you money. Okay, and I just like to teach students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like meeting new people. I'm bored. I'm retired from real estate. Well, these mm-hmm. people, I know for a fact, they was hustling. Because, <laughs> yeah, because what they do is they'll they'll talk about some stuff. Let's say talking about. I don't know, eminent domain and right and okay. all that stuff. And then they'll say, and what you can do is buy these cue cards from us because uh, it's going to help you pass the test. And right. then they'll go on about the thing yep. and say, what you can also buy from us is, so the whole time they teaching us, every yeah. day, they selling us stuff. Sell. Well, here, they sell it. And I still well, fail the damn okay, test. So <laughs> when, when you, hold on. Where'd you go? When you, go, you go to a real estate <laughs> school... Institute of Rhythm. And a lot of people go there. South Rhythm There's nothing wrong with them. That's my man. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. So. You talking about. My. My. My go-to. Oh, it's his father. His son. I'm sorry. My go-to is Middleton. However, Middleton is hard. They have. Exactly. So Lori got started this because her mother was doing it. And. Um. What I like about them is they stay abreast of everything that's, you know, laws. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where you go to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to get me in trouble and what's going to keep me out of trouble. And how do I, like you said, do um, 
So clean to deals. What you both just said. I took my broker uh, course at Michigan Institute of Real Estate. Okay. Before I took the state exam, I went to Lori mm. and did the broker review because I yep. knew she's gonna tell me everything I need to know. Damn, mm. and I passed. She owes some love. We gotta get Lori on so, here. Yeah, Lori. Yeah. So, oh, Lori, so I, bring her here. I got the study guys. I paid for the stuff. I, mm-hmm. I sat home for a month for I, real estate. Uh, yes, real estate. Salesperson. Yeah. Did you take the state test? I did. Mm. I listen. If you can read that thing off to me, I can answer every question verbatim. When right. I took the test, ten percent of that was on the test. Mm. Let me yes. let me let me say this about the salesperson test. I got test. fifty on, on, on the test. I'm a, I'm out, of, out of twenty nine years in business, I only know six people that passed it their first time. The mm. broker right? test? No, the salesperson. I passed like I passed my broker test the first time, okay. so okay. I was already in it. My salesperson test I took three times. Did okay. you have to pass your salesperson to get the broker? Yeah, if you have so, to be yeah. a salesperson yep. several years before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's I passed my salesperson no, no, the first no. time. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you take the class for your brokers, you have to also, you have to pass. So this is how Lori does it. Mm-hmm. You have to pass the salespersons again for her final. And oh. then the well, broker that's final. The, that's, that's the that's school, school part versus the state part. And then part. the state, mm-hmm. right. you take, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So um, here, here's the thing. It's one thing to know the information. But some people are not, um, some people are not good at taking tests. Mm. So right. you might know the information, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the way the test is formatted and things of that nature, yeah. Like a few, three of the people I know that passed it the first time, they were fresh out of college, mm-hmm. uh, so they were used to the process yeah. of mm-hmm. studying and taking tests. Mm-hmm. One of the guys was just a nerd. Mm-hmm. He right. just knew he was just good at taking tests. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not that you don't know it; it's you're sitting in front of this computer, and you like this test gonna change my life. Do I got the right answer? Is it A, B, or C? I yeah. think it's C, but I know it's A, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what screw people yeah. up. So yeah. I'm one of the people that passed it on the first time. So I went, in, I went and took the damn test in a week, and took the back then you can take the test the next day. Yeah. Yes, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I, can, I think the issue with most people is they make it bigger than it is. Right. It's a fuck it's a it's a class. It's one class. Yeah. Literally. That's all it is. Like if so you So like if you if you, if you speak you, in college. Yeah, if you go to right. school, if you go or high school, college, yeah. I mean, you go you go to high school. Shit. You in high school, right. this is one class. Right. One class. It's right. no different than social studies, government, Spanish. No, it's not <laughs> though. When I went to college, I got A's on everything. Because you study, you must have no, studied. Without me studying. Because oh. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. I literally could answer every question verbatim. And when I was going through the test, I was like, that wasn't in the study guide. Mm. That wasn't what in there. Was, that wasn't in there. No, what, so, no, 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 no. Let me, let me explain. College. Okay, go ahead. No, no. I went to college. Yeah, how old were you? Uh, I was 40, 41. When you went to college? Oh, when you yeah, went to college. Yeah. Oh, yeah, how old were you when you took the real estate test? Like 43. Oh, hell no. So I'm telling you what he did. You made it bigger than it was. How? So when you went to college, you was like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, what was your, no, what was your thought process when you went to college? If, if my process is however I can retain the information. Mm-hmm. So if I retain it this way and I got it and I can spit it out verbatim, I know I can pass the test. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always been. I went to cosmetology school. I could name everything that they said mm-hmm. verbatim and as long as I retained the information. So when I took this particular class, and I took it twice. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so I can make sure it's sunk in. Mm. And when I got to the, the table to take the test, I answered every <laughs> question that I saw and I knew it right off real. Yep. And that was only like half of. Right. I'm like, right. I got a whole nother 50%. Guess mm -hmm. what I got? 50. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he, like, he, he, he outlined. Let me, let me so, explain after Shaka explains. No, yeah. right. Well, we got to get John back in the mix. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So this is, so Shaka's going to minimize it. I've always known that the real estate course in general, you're getting about six months at least, 180 days of information that you got to retain within four weeks or one week. Uh-huh. And it's on different, it's on laws, so that's the first subject. It's on math, that's the second subject. It's on, and then, like, it's another part of math. It's like that English comprehension side of math. So you got a few courses within the one course. that, And so it, so all of us are crammed. One, you have a, sh a shorter cram, which is a seven-day cram, or you have the four-week cram. It, but it's all a cram because of the amount of information. Right. So, yeah, if you ain't shutting everything down and focusing on that 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 course, mm -hmm. you're not going to pass the, the um the test. See, I totally let don't me, agree. Let me yeah. let me all. let me sum all this up real quick cuz I want to <laughs> go back to the real estate gurus. 80% of what I learned in real estate school on the salesperson side, mm -hmm. we don't even use. Nope. Period. Because like for example, you break down townships and plats and land division. Now, eminent domain. In, yeah, in in most of your residential metro areas and residential sales, you're not even using that. Mm. That does apply in certain areas of the state, but then those people are not using some of the other stuff that they mm -hmm. learn, right? So what I'm saying is, like Shaka said, some people are just overthinking it. But when you get out here in the real world and you're wholesaling or you're working as an agent, it's about building a business and making a profit and loss statement and making some money and right. getting to the bag. Similar you're learning sales, you're learning strategy, mm -hmm. you're learning marketing and things of that nature. The license course is to teach you How um, just the laws pretty much. Yeah. Okay. The license course is for the state of Michigan and to and stay make out of money trouble. off of you. Right. And all you have to do is not be scared of the test. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. That's the How only reason I'm telling you right now. That's the only well, you reason you have to take it at least three times before you can be part of this conversation. No, three times. That's a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. So first of all, I passed my test probably on the third on the third try. Oh, that's why she said that. Um, a lot of people do take it multiple times, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't be scared to go. Like, fuck it. I, I I failed it, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to take it because I'm getting his license, like, no matter what. Like, right. Shaka um, has one of them brains. He's got a math brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a reading brain. Yeah, <laughs> right. brain. His, you know, he's smart. Mm -hmm. I'm smart, too, but we're smart different. Mm -hmm. You know what Period. I'm saying? Yeah. So he can't always compare his scenario to, like, the math. Because he, yeah. he, he always talking about outliers. He is an outlier. But I'm going to disagree. So, <laughs> no, because my he, son, he, he, hold on. but he can't talk about people in his house. So, so hold on, listen. Okay. So, so if, if when people listen to me, most they don't always listen, right? <laughs> That's right. When you give advice, they they always come to you. They be like, I want to know how to do something, right? And yeah, then you give yeah. them your your advice, and they right. never listen, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, when people do listen, it's like, all right, 
just go into the just take the course. Your uh, I like Amir. She like Lori. I like Lori. He like Lori. He like both, right? I like Lori and uh, the Amir son. Oh yeah. He don't yeah. know his name. No, but he, he know he know who it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's my man in them, right? Yeah. I went to Lori too. Lori no, is uh but I did I've go to Lori. Referring people to Michigan Institute, so don't you know. No, no. So they both I do. Mean, I definitely retain the information. Like, no, but you like, making it so big. See, you made it too big. Uh, see that's. I really don't want to be an Bruh, it's, it's a class. Right. This is a class. Get a C in that month. Get a C in the class, and you pass. Yep. Agreed. Well, how do, so, I, I, so I tell my kids this. <laughs> you, if you go to... No, this is a real thing. And, and real... Oh, 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 right, right. He got... Yeah, you got... Oh, he got to eat. 50% got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, but, but I tell my kids this. You go to school, <laughs> right? You go to school. Mm-hmm. If you just go to school every day, you should. You should not get less than a C. Agreed. If you just go to school every day, all right. Don't depending don't do nothing on, else. Depending on the person's brain. Nah, nah. If you just go to school, you waste your time going to school every day. How can if you not in school? Not you're going to sleep in school. Well, then, duh, you that, that's your problem. That's not that's not the issue. The issue is that your issue ain't you not understanding the information. Right. It, the Absolutely. issue is you applying yourself. True. But he said he applying himself. Because okay. he said that he understands all the information. He said he can answer everything on Lori's or anybody else's uh, exam. Yeah, if we talk about it, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking so about. So he applying himself. So, so, so hold on. So when you go, you going to get a C just from going. I do. Right? <laughs> and then that's a 70, which you need to pass the real estate 70. exam. Oh, shit. Okay. So just going, you're going to pass it. And then if you go do anything above that, like you study after you, uh, after you leave the class, I Shit, did. now you're gonna get a B. I studied a lot. See, <laughs> that's your problem. That's the issue. That's the, <laughs> no, that's so, no. so you're missing the issue. Listen, listen, you're missing the issue. You because he's studying a lot because he's making it bigger than it is. Right. So if you uh, I'm saying if uh, uh I can't think of a subject. Has not it, study? No, 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 no. You so I, I agree that some of what Shaka is saying. No, no, is, listen, is, listen is, don't 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 uh <laughs> do not um seventy if you go. 80 if you do anything more than going. Like, you okay. come home and you flash cards and shit or the extra tests and all that. Yeah, 80, right? Got 80. All right? No, because you at 90. Because it sounded like you at 90 because you went hard. Yeah, I did. You know what I'm saying? You were at 90 to, to 90. Yeah. A, A range. But hold, I get to raise my hand. Hold on. Let me, let me just say this one last thing. <laughs> right. So, if you stop worrying so much about it. I that like, oh, no, look. So, so I, I, I took the real estate test in 15 years. Now, but um, <laughs> the problem with the, the real estate, though, right? it is. But so what Ren, I'm sorry, Dean Bean said is true. It Like what you're studying is not necessary. So you got some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they pick and choose some wetland stuff, a lot of laws. Mm-hmm. here, But a lot of it is... Um, Mr. Smith met with Mr. Smith, and then they got together and did. So you got all these extra words and scenarios. So you have to have a certain level of comprehension. So not it's not going to come from studying them flashcards. It's not going to come from studying the material. It's going to come from you sitting there and, like, itemizing 
Line by line, like okay. For one question, for one question, get out of here. For one question. So y'all just brought up something too. If I'm already wholesaling, making a hundred, hundred fifty thousand a year, <laughs> and I go take this damn test, and it'd be, be like, like Mr. Smith <laughs> brought brought two houses <laughs> at twenty thousand and two hundred thousand. They got. Six percent commission, my you gonna be like, what the hell? I got two responses. <laughs> right. So first so, response is, you said that's why you do that when you young. <laughs> so you ain't gotta worry about that. Right. My, my second response is that one fifty gonna go to half a mil. Yeah, that's true. Right. Because here's here's the thing too. Like when we talk about wholesaling and being an agent, um, another thing is like agents we got to do kind of mm-hmm. we keep abreast on mm-hmm. current laws and things of that nature the laws are so important during the education I see. the updates on the laws i feel like is the most important right in all of it and and not only that access to other information and then even like i know a lot of wholesalers they don't need it but they don't need all the documents but i had a wholesaler selling the property and the wholesaler signed all the sellers and lead based paint disclosures mm. and i'm like dog what the hell are you doing like mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't fill it out saying you know never it, occupied or anything that would exclude him he filled out line everything. item plumbing copper um electrical works and I, i'm like dog what is he i'm like do you own the property mm. he's like no i'm wholesaling it and I'm like, but he doesn't know any mm-hmm, better. Mm-hmm. So you're taking mm-hmm. on all this liability just because you're trying to get this deal to go through, not knowing what you're getting yourself into mm-hmm. because you're selling it to a regular buyer. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. He thought it was a cash buyer that it was an investor. No, this was an owner-occupant that was paying cash for the property. I just brought the buyer to the table. Because mm-hmm. right. a, a bag is a bag, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My buyer wanted a house. But I'm like, dude, you filled out the seller's disclosure <laughs> statement. And it wasn't after two. So when we got the disclosure, the buyer signed everything. We going through the deal. When we got title work back, that's when I realized it was a wholesaler because I never seen an assignment contract or anything. They signed our purchase agreement mm-hmm. that we presented. And I'm like, this is all screwed up. Mm-hmm. I just hope nothing happens, mm-hmm. right? Was he... Was the information on this disclosure like correct? It can't be because he well, he here. don't he never lived here. Don't know. The only thing he could That's do why you was put sell out everything yeah. unknown. Was not the so actual not seller? Not to, no, not you. Never supposed to put any kind of liability on. It. I mean, let, if you know, if you know, you're supposed to tell the truth. But if you was if you an investor, you don't know. So everything. So he could he could fill it out. And everything would be unknown, would be unknown, but he doesn't own the property at all, which is what Reggie. Would right. Yeah, like you don't know if the basement ever. You don't know. You don't know if the roof yeah. ever. But you saying it did right. Right. So as a wholesaler, you have that seller fill out their disclosures, yeah. and then you have your marketing <clears throat> contracts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll let John. Mm-hmm. Chime in there because right. I'm not a wholesaler. <laughs> John over there. Yeah, right. the the <laughs> we will do that. Yeah. So basically, marketing contracts is just to, you know, basically just lock in your fee, right? Okay. So whether you have the property on the contract or you're double closing or you're signing the deal, 
marketing contracts just secure the bag. That's your money. And so right. you uh, tell, right. so Exclusive when, when, right. when Reggie calls John as the wholesaler saying, <laughs> I need disclosures, mm-hmm. John needs to get those disclosures from the so, seller. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Correct. Not John. You do not exactly. fill out the disclosures yourself. Ever. You're not the seller. So what did you end up doing <laughs> when you got the, the selling from, from the wholesale? I mean, we are we was already in the deal at that point. We didn't find out till we got title work back. Oh, wow. So at closing, we had the actual seller sign a seller's disclosure mm, statement, okay. which was but that's a problem too. Yeah, because with seller's disclosure, shit, you can back out of the deal. We could have, but it was one of those situations. My buyer was getting such a good deal, mm. and they already did their inspection. It wasn't much that that seller could have. I guess what I'm what I'm saying stop. is like, so what would this be but, like message? Yeah, in a transaction. <clears throat> If you don't fill out seller's disclosures, that buyer has the opportunity. So mm-hmm. whether the buyer takes the opportunity or not, your contracts are pretty much null and void. Mm-hmm. Well, here extent. in Michigan. In Michigan. Not every state has. Most Michigan. states have that requirement. Right. So here's so, the message. The message is get you a fucking realtor. Or attorney. A licensed realtor or attorney. Right. Uh, but them attorneys don't be knowing shit either. I mean, you get your license. Have you attorney. had that yeah. though? Like, where well, you're like, I'm wholesaling a deal, and this seller is dragging his feet on my disclosures, mm-hmm. and this seller doesn't understand that we don't even have our contracts until he give me these documents. Well, or, like, have ahead. you ever? Dealt with that. Nah, Keep in mind, really, right, you're doing a lot more commercial. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm, seller's true. disclosure and lab base are way different, right? right. And right. and and it's really on one of like two units or four units. And, but people don't stress about it. So like for me, I start stressing about it. Like as, as I'm looking at things, and my sellers are like dragging their feet with documents and things like that because people just don't know like the legal ramifications around it here in Michigan. Like, unless you have those disclosures signed, the seller's disclosure in particular, like, yeah, that buyer has free range to kind of be like, uh-uh, had a bad day today. Right. Because <laughs> our contracts are subject to review of the seller's disclosure. Even if it just, everything's checked unknown, this owner is disclosing their knowledge of the property mm-hmm. right. to the buyer. Mm-hmm. So, like, even on properties where I brought on a Friday, I'm selling it on a Monday, I can go in there and say, how long have you owned the property? Oh, since two days ago. How long have you lived in the property? Never. What do you know about the property? Unknown, unknown, unknown. Absolutely. I know it's brick. I, I know, exactly. And you, you know what I'm saying? But Legally, people don't you understand can say it. Like, I've had to send back so right. many disclosures. Like, you cannot make a line and then write <laughs> exempt unless you're like a core executor. Or it's probate. Or it's, pro- yeah, right. exactly. If you yeah. own the property. Yeah, and then the situation yeah. that he just named. So like, I buy a house. I'm an investor. I'm flipping, okay. and so I'm gonna take the disclosure and I'm gonna put a line, and put exempt no. as if, as as if that. They do it all the time. Yeah, really? and so I have yeah, to send these disclosures exempt. back and say, you know, email Michigan State Law. <laughs> you have to fill out these disclosures to the best of your knowledge. You are not exempt unless. It's a it's a probate deal. So if you're an executor of, a, of an estate, you you are controlling the estate. So you never actually occupied the property or owned the property or had ownership interests. 
there's nothing you can disclose about that property. No, no shit. Right. Or mm-hmm. if you're an entity that foreclosed on a property and now you're selling it, it's nothing you can disclose about that property because no, no. you have no real physical knowledge of the property. But if you know so shit, you got to disclose Yeah, so like even right. though I'm an investor, I've been in the property, I've seen it a few times. Mm-hmm. I can't, so the seller's disclosure, it breaks down how long have you lived in it, if you never lived in it. And then you have options to choose. Yes, no, not available or unknown. Mm-hmm. So I may say, I don't know, because maybe I really don't know. Right. So if I own a property for six months and I've never lived in it and we're not running um, flushing toilets and taking baths, I don't know what the plumbing is like. Right. We do that all the time. Right. Flip. How, how about people that, that are landlords that own properties and they, they out of state? Because you have a lot of people that brought properties they never seen, mm-hmm. and they just turn them over to their property manager, and then they list it, and their seller's disclosure says unknown. Well, you just had your property manager replace the toilet, no, fix the basement leak. You know something about this property. Right. So they'll fill them out unknown. Like, no, mm-hmm. you know something because you were paying people to fix it. I get it. questions all the time from sellers. So people are really scared about disclosing, like, um, oh, my sewer backed up or I had like a flood yeah. mm-hmm. and I tell them all the time like look if you if you fix the problem mm-hmm. and then you disclose the problem you have nothing to worry about exactly. because in a lot of scenarios yeah my basement may had had a leak in the northwest corner but I had Michigan basements come out and waterproof it now you can say, yeah, I had a leak. It happened in 2019. I had this company come out and make the repair. I have not had any issue since. Mm-hmm. Did I answer your question? Remember, you had a beef. You came in here with a beef because you disagreed. He forgot. Well, we were talking no, about the. We were talking about the. The real estate schools and the hustle. Yeah. So here's the thing, too, right? You paid two, three hundred dollars for that class, right? And you didn't pass the test. There are people paying twenty five, forty thousand dollars for Bruh. real estate investment courses. <laughs> and people are traveling around the country teaching these cookie cutter classes mm-hmm. and they don't they don't know enough to tell you, hey, if you rehabbing this property over in Russell Woods or off of Linwood or off of Hoover you might want to secure that property or not put the furnace in mm. <laughs> until closing. And not right? just more than that. We just so, had that with the lady from uh, the Flip That House chick came to Detroit. Yes. And she bought a tax foreclosed or yeah. something. No, right. she's always here. That's the um, Nicole Reed. I'm I think sorry. She, the oh, one that brought the property from the land bank. <laughs> the, yes. Right. yes. So, here, so, again, some people want to be sold mm. right they're mm. only like you said with mm. your son mm. they're going to listen to the swag the mm. charisma right mm. so unfortunately the people that's really doing it don't always have that swag and charisma they're not on social media as much or you don't want to be known fuck. Yeah. i don't want nobody knowing what the fuck i'm doing yeah, but i want to I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm making money over here and i don't need everybody knowing i'm making money right you know what i'm saying but like, there's there's people here that teach on a high level and they teach specific to our area but people in our area go out and and they'll be like oh i'm going to this 
and then they'll get suckered into paying 40000 Period. Mm-hmm. You could have spent that 40000 and got a house. Always. Right? Right. So that's the difference. So the lady we talking about, mm-hmm. she would have hired a fucking realtor from Detroit or a wholesaler from Detroit or right. anybody from Detroit that knew what they was doing in this city. Right. Then you went around to that issue. Right. Right. And it, how much would it cost you? Or you could, she could have just hired somebody to consult with her on the yeah, deal. Period. Like right. here's how you, here's how how you navigate Detroit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When you go into this hood, like we talked before, mm-hmm. you need to check the temperature. Right. Period. Talk to a few neighbors. Mm-hmm. Let them know you here to beautify the city. I get so many investors call me from out of town. Oh, I want to be a part of Detroit's comeback. Lies. Like, no, nah, you lying. Lies. You just want to make money. some money. Yeah. You just want the money. Right? Yeah. Or they'd be like, well, I'd be like, well, what's your budget? Well, don't. it depends. Depends on what. Right? And then they talk all these numbers, and then they like, oh, I want to, um, what you got for 20000 And I'm like, no, nah, you're not. Not a damn thing. Here's a question. For an investor that's looking for the longevity, not the the the, the quick dollar. Not a flip. Is it more lucrative to buy the land that's not occupied and create a living experience area, or buy a, a bando, fix it up, and flip? That's too hard to answer. That's a it that's a loaded question. Back well, versus, go back. Uh, yeah. Like, Long term, so basically you can create comps on the whole block. Yeah, long term, long term, right? If you just look for a quick bag, then you just buy the one that already has the comps in place. Yeah. If you're looking to create additional comps and yeah. bigger bags, then you buy the block and then you go all in mm-hmm. on the redevelopment. Well, see, the reason why I ask is because I got word that um, there are properties in uh, Brightmore mm-hmm. for a hundred dollars. <laughs> For a lot, <laughs> so me being being ignorant, I went to the land bank like I want this whole cul-de-sac. I want it all, <laughs> right? Give it all, and I'm going to just build house. I want to build shipping container homes. You know, you can build a shipping container home for like thirty thousand, mm-hmm. right? So I was going to put shipping container homes and all of them, and try to build a living experience and just keep buying them, keep buying them. You don't have to go through all of the the laws of the subdivision mm-hmm. because the streets, the plumbing, the electrical is already there. Right. The lots are there. You don't have to create it all. So I'm like, man, that's a way in. And boom, 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 boom. So I get to the land bank and they're like, no. I'm like, why not? Well, you either got to A, be a, a development company, a nonprofit, or own a piece of property adjacent to the property that you want to divide. Well, I didn't qualify in any of them. So need to say I don't have my dang own but you wasn't being ignorant though you was being smart you was ahead of your time yeah you way just, but you didn't you didn't go get all the information you needed to to move forward yeah so you know what i'm saying so you put yourself you pigeonhole yourself right right that's why you got to get if but if you would have went to a realtor or an investor in the city of detroit that knew what the fuck they was doing that that knew then the we could have got it you would have got it exactly for right. them dollars too for the dollar much you're talking about yeah they would have they would have been able to you know went to reg he would have knew how to get around the the blue tape. So did, did you guys finish the Detroit rehabber? How did you end that? Because I feel like that's still the segue there. The rehabber. So no, you said he, if she, if she would have, so she felt like oh, she you went two steps back. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going back because I'm sorry I had to leave for a minute, but she felt like she had all the information because she's done so many flips she, here. So she how did y'all? Didn't. Well, how did y'all end she that? She didn't have all the information. She would have if she would have came. So people cheap. You you get what you pay for. You don't want to. Everybody want to not pay people. Come on, 
everybody don't want to pay people uh, what they what they're worth, okay. right? right? Whether it's an attorney that charges four hundred uh, an hour, mm-hmm. whether it's an, uh, a realtor that pays a certain amount of money, whether it's whoever right. it is that charges whatever they charge, they charge that because they're knowledgeable about the subject that you're not knowledgeable about, right? Some so, people, so, some people just need to be willing to pay for a consultant or some type of mentor. But that that yeah. that yes. issue was Agreed. a land was a ownership issue. No, his, his? no, the issue that you were talking about with that rehabber that was here. Oh, no, her issue was she was didn't want to pay, so she would have paid the consultant that Reggie's talking about. He would have right. said, "Oh, but this is this is our process here." I don't. Maybe she maybe she buys from uh, I don't know where she was from. So so what happened was with that particular property, she thought she was the owner, but she didn't have enough information. But if you were to so hire her, I have to research work. that. Yeah, first of all, I no, didn't... I remember if you go to the first of all, if we we from Michigan, right? You can't go to got to Atlanta with our Michigan laws and our Michigan rules and our right. Michigan thought process talking about we going to Atlanta to invest. Right. If I go to Atlanta, Ohio, Pennsylvania, any other state, right. I'm going to contact somebody that's versed, well-versed in that in the area. area right. right. And I'm going to pay what it costs for me to hire you to make sure that I don't make those mistakes. Well, here's yeah. the thing. It's possible, and I, I don't know all the details of that situation. A lot of times people come here and they connect with somebody, but it's the wrong person. Yeah, absolutely. Because we do Google. have a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> that get out of towners and yeah. be like, oh, fresh meat, right? Yeah. You just you just a food a plate mm-hmm. to them. So they'll be like, oh, I can get this for you. I can get this for you. And you so caught up on how dirt cheap something is, you like, oh, this must be good. And you getting taken, right? So that's why I tell people, like, sometimes you got to do some background checks. You got to research. research. You can't come in right. here. Here's like, a... you can't, like, what? You here. don't look up the individual. So I'm not yeah. going to look at Reggie Perryman to right. see, or I'm not going <laughs> to ask who, who right. knows like Reggie pr- Perryman. The crazy thing is, like, when I was put in contact with him, the first thing I did was Google him. Right. Like, before I even met him face to face or had a conversation. Shit. You ain't right. going to find nothing, right? <laughs> Yo, you definitely found something. So here, <laughs> here, here is a, a, a question on, on re- rehab. Right. So you know how like with a car, if the damage is seventy percent of the value, then they total the car out. Right. Is there a certain percentage of the value of the house that that is in that that's damaged that you say, okay, no, it ain't worth it? Or as long as it's under this this percentage. It depends it's worth doing. on the neighborhood too, and it depends on what you're trying to purpose the house for. Mm-hmm. So if you know down there, um I'm trying to think. You. So, you know, across from Little Caesars Arena, no, um, like John R. and I want to say like Palmer. Yeah, I know you're It was about. like some old house. They used to all be fire damage, right? Yeah. And those people brought them houses. They probably put like five, six hundred thousand into them. Right. Right. These houses have been sitting burnt for years, mm-hmm. all through Comey Young, all through Kwame. And somebody went in there and bought them and renovated them. These properties should have been demolished years ago, right? Right. But the market at some point said, hey, this is a million point five dollar property. It's now worth it to put 500 into it. But all prior to that, it wasn't worth it because it wasn't worth 500,000. Right. Right. Now, somebody could have put 500,000 into it back then and brought it for a lot cheaper and said, I'm just going to use it for my personal use, not worry about the value, but right. now they're reaping the benefits of it. 
So it, it has a lot it to depends. do with the location mm-hmm. and the time. Time kind of heals all wounds. So what you're saying is it just depends on what the potential uh, value is going to be. Right, or what it is now. So, like, if you tell me I got a um, a fire-damaged property in Palmer Woods and it's you got to redo the whole roof, all the wood and everything, and I may have some other issues, and it's going to cost me 200000 right? Mm-hmm. I might still take that project on. But if you tell me I got a property at, you know, I don't know, Six Mile in Greenfield, that's the same. I'm probably not going to put that type of money right. into it. So it has a lot to do. Again, the real estate is location. And location. knowledge, I mean, though. It all comes down to your knowledge. But the lo- like, Who you know? So it's, I think those are two different areas. Right. You know what I mean? It is. It is. Like, that makes sense. from the beginning, it's always, like, so if you understand location, my mom used to always say location, location, location. Right. Like, that's a, a constant in real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so... I want to move on though because right. we have a few horror I still stories. Get to these fake gurus. <laughs> oh no! no, no yeah. Let's go back to it. You know what? No, no. Where you going? You guys uh, have some questions say? about them. I got some sushi. Yeah, he oh, got okay, some okay. sushi. Oh, okay. Well, look. Let's hit on fake gurus. All right. And then I want to talk horror stories I'm, because I'm gonna leave. Um, I'm Shaka. Mine. Nope. Shaka has a continuation from his <laughs> one property. We talked about it on two episodes, the one with Attorney Jeter uh-huh. and Emma, and we're going to talk about it here today. Oh, uh, the one he just got too much money to pay attention exactly, to? Exactly, that so one. So he wanted them busy that's not, that's not it. He, just, he got so much it. money running around here you, you, that he just don't you know what's happening with his house. So, so you right. know, in everything in life, you prioritize, <laughs> right? You prioritize so when you get too much money. Pay first, and then Shaka with too much money. John right. John said 98% uh, wholesaling, 2% real estate sales. Why? Because he make more money off the wholesale than he do in the real estate sales. So that's his right. priority. So we, you know what? I'm not, I can't tag it for today. Mm-hmm. But I listened to an interview of a person that I'm not going to say. And they basically talked about real estate commissions not being enough in Detroit. And the whole time I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at it and I'm like, what kind of real estate is she selling or he selling in Detroit? It was a she. But I do I do understand that the wholesale deals could potentially be more prosperous if you're doing enough of them. Right. So the example that I always give is on a typical, let's just say thirty thousand dollar property. Right. Three percent commission is nine hundred dollars. Right. Or that same Right. Or that same thirty thousand dollar property you can put it on the contract with the seller at thirty thousand so they still get the thirty thousand and then flip it for thirty five, you make five thousand versus nine hundred on the same deal. Mm. Right. Okay. But so here's That's the, the thing game though, right? But here's here's the talking thing. about lazy I'm people. Glad, <laughs> You're talking no, about lazy people, right? I'm I'm glad he brought that yeah. up, right? I go to the seller, I'm at a listing appointment and I say, Mr. Or Mrs. Seller. I can get you $30,000, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to list it for thirty six, thirty seven to cover all my fees. I got the same investor in my database that you might have in your database, right? Mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, that investor is still paying thirty six, thirty seven. Mm-hmm. It's just that my commission is five thousand, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna charge an assignment fee. Mm-hmm. So it's all about how you disclose it and how you talk to your buyer Absolutely. and how you talk to your seller. I'm gonna tell whether you whether you're an investor or not, because again, the commission don't have to be six percent. So. What what a lot of agents are scared of is presenting a thirty thousand dollar home and saying, "Hey, I know I can sell this for thirty five, but I have to make five thousand. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. sellers would be like, "No way! No. Why are you but getting you, that much?" But then the a wholesaler offer the same thing. I'm gonna give you thirty, and the perception, the mindset is. When I talk to a wholesaler or the wholesalers presenting themselves as an investor, I don't have to deal with all the showings and preparing my home yeah. and all the other, <clears throat> you know, negotiating. This wholesaler is just going to take it and bring me back my money. Confidence. Mm-hmm. It's confidence mm-hmm. in yourself. But the agent can do the value. same thing. But mm-hmm. Yeah, know your worth. Right. You know your no. worth, then you ain't gonna, you're not going to say that. Let's talk about it in that term. So that's a smaller amount of money when we're talking right, about wholesale. Right. Mm-hmm. right, just on a smaller level. Yeah. Right. Well. So let's let's keep it there. But from a um, wholesale standpoint, they're going to... So I guess my question is, I want to know from John as a wholesaler, how would he present that deal? Because for me, I would just explain. So my tactic would be for a seller, I probably would still be splitting that potentially. You know, so co-oping. Um, I charge a $5,000 flat fee, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I put on the MLS. Right. Um, my agency gets $2,500. Their agent gets $2,500. If I sell it myself, Mr. Seller, I'm going to get the entire $5,000. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. going to be my goal because I want that bigger commission. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people are okay with that. And then if I also explain, we can put it on here for 3%, which is a $900 um, commission mm-hmm. or whatever. But the eyes of people showing and selling it, they're probably going to show everything else around you that has a flat fee in this price point. Mm. Right? So the seller may choose mm-hmm. by themselves, you know what? I think it's a better idea to go ahead and hire you at this price point. Maybe it's enough motivation for you to sell it, you know, yourself mm-hmm. or for you to have a co-op agent come in and sell it with you. Mm-hmm. And so we can get this job done. But for you, how do you convince a person to, you know, pay you the $5,000 um, as a wholesaler? The buyer? The seller. The seller. The seller never pays me. They don't pay the buyer. The seller. No. The seller. I get it. But the seller always. So you can't. And I learned this from my uncle Mm -hmm. who owns lots of property. He's an attorney. The seller always pays because if they're not getting it in their profit. Yeah. But the thing with with the wholesaler is saying I'm presenting. I'm presenting 30 to you. I'm presenting 35 to the buyer. Exactly. So but I'm making five. The seller is still paying because they're not netting the five. Yeah, but you're, you're getting deeper than what most of our listeners nah, are. No, 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 no. <laughs> I no, see what you're saying, exactly. though. Because if the I like that property. Always paying it. So if I do mm-hmm. like that property up on the contract, off market wholesale with the seller for 30000 
then all the seller knows in their mind is the 30. Exactly. And I let them know up front that, hey, I'm not the buyer. See, that's the difference between yep. me and other wholesalers. I let the seller know up front, I'm signing this purchase agreement with you, but I am not going to be the end buyer. I do have a large network of cash investors that I can, uh, you know, present this property to. They're going to pay my fee. No commission is due from your proceeds. They pay all closing costs. So everything is up front. Right. So the seller already knows, okay, John has his fee on top. I get my 30K. Whatever John makes on top of the 30K is his. Mm-hmm. And Clean. here's, here's, so that's the, that's the sweet science of wholesaling. Mm-hmm. But they're not teaching that. Mm-hmm. Now, let me flip it to the agent side, right? Now, say $30,000 home. Seller wants 30000 and you're an agent. Mr. and Mrs. Seller. I know you want to walk away with 30. There's a certain amount of money I have to make to cover my marketing and expenses and things of that nature and possibly a co-op agent. So then I say, okay, I'm going to list it for 37, right? Here's my commission and the extra 2,000 or whatever. And we're just talking small numbers. Extra 2,000 are going to cover miscellaneous title company fees, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to that, there's also... Not a law that say you can't charge the buyer too. So I can go to the buyer and say, hey, I have a buyer's fee that I charge. I'm bringing you this sweet deal. It is listed, but I'm going to bring it to you first because you're in my database. And I might have five buyers already looking for this type of property. Matter of fact, I found this property because I had five buyers that was looking Mm -hmm. for this type of property. And I say... For every property that I find you, I have to charge you $2,000. So now I charge the seller $5,000 and I charge the buyer $2,000. That's, that's an advanced game right or, there. Or $20,000 or $15,000, right? So there's a buyer agency agreement for a reason. If you read the GMAR or DAR buyer agency agreement, there's a retainer fee in there. Mm-hmm. I can charge you up front because I'm about to go do all as this legwork. Or I'm going to charge you a commission on the sale. But I'm also going to charge the seller because I'm getting them a buyer. Absolutely. So what I'm saying is if you don't know the business, you don't know the business, right? Absolutely. So that's why I talk about what wholesalers like. That's an advanced game right Oh, there. I want to make $10,000 on this deal or... 20,000, I can take the same deal and and make more than most wholesalers can because I can legally charge the buyer and I can legally charge the seller. But here's the difference. Now, I will say the disadvantage, depending on what brokerage you with, if you charge it as a commission versus a wholesaler, you're going to have your commission split. Mm -hmm. But I, this is why we're what companies, I'm with KW, you were mm-hmm. EXP. Mm-hmm. We all cap out. So once you cap, you're keeping 100% of that anyway, as if you were making a 5 or 10 or whatever as a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. So when you start understanding the real game, not what you're learning on Instagram, mm-hmm. you'll be like, damn, I'm going to get my license and I'm a wholesaler, Absolutely. and I'm going Absolutely. to invest. So, so I got to say something, though, because I've been in the room with Reggie when a wholesaler mm-hmm. obviously didn't know the business, came to Reg, 
about a uh, deal. Mm-hmm. I, I bring this up all the time because uh, you know he don't get that hype that that often. <laughs> <laughs> he don't, but I got him hype. Right. So, but but this wholesaler, I, I'm not naming no names. They right. probably gonna re- remember. I remember. What are you talking about? Right. And uh, <laughs> he came to Reg and was like, "You killing me." You know what I mean? And Reg was like, "No, nah, he tried. He tried to school him right there." I was mm-hmm. like, "Reg, you supposed to cheap uh, charge for that." Right. You you know what I mean? Like I I understand your big why. Or yeah, a, a, a part of your big why, right? Right. You want to teach because that's who you are, and that's you've been around for a long time. But shit, some some people got to get spanked, right? You know, what I mean? right. you got to pay for what you what you <laughs> the information. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it was like a twenty thousand. I remember we was at Emma's place. Yeah. Yes. It was a twenty thousand dollar home, and he was like, "Man, you could have wholesale that deal." And you could have made this. I'm like, what makes you think I didn't make that? Mm. Exactly. See, so you got license. Everybody in here is licensed, mm-hmm. right? When I sell a house and I market it, so it's going to, like, if you do a wholesale deal, you have to personally take that property and market it on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When I sell a house as a realtor or a licensed agent, um, it's going to show up as Zillow. Everywhere. So when sellers look on Zillow, Zillow and be Julia like, who's the realtor? They're going to see that. Mm-hmm. Then I'm sending out 150 postcards in the neighborhood. Look, I just sold this house in five days. Now I got more sellers. When they start calling me, I'm going back to the door. Same thing. This is what your house is worth fixed up. This is what it's worth as is. This is what I buy it for. I got three opportunities. Which bag do I want? Exactly. Look, don't cut the conversation short for people that are viewing and watching because Reggie just schooled all the agents. No, like, some major straight up, right yes. Now. Like, right. absolutely. <laughs> so you just got to know the business. Mm-hmm. They don't know the business. What you say? Mm. They, if they don't know the business, they don't know, know the business. Uh, look, Red said if they don't know the business, they don't know the business. Emma said they don't know what they, they don't, don't know. know. Right, right. <laughs> we're talking about and, and John said all business. bags matter. All, all bags, bags That's what we're talking about. <laughs> People that understand so the business, right? Yeah. So, man, I'm gonna rewind that part. Yeah, yeah. That, again. that was some dope. Like, Good I just think bread. you know, it's so much money to be made and legit money. You know, it's all about people coming together and agreeing. Mm-hmm. It's not about taking advantage of a person, right? You know, so because, like, for me, my fiduciary responsibility. Uh, supersedes everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like everything. And the thing is with wholesaling, there is no fiduciary responsibility. Exactly. Right. I think that's the difference. Right. That's, that's the, the difference. difference. That's the difference. And, the, right. and that's the reason why I bring it up because we're going to have people that are viewing this and people that are going to be looking at each one of us like, you know, who do we trust? Mm-hmm. And when you have a license, hopefully you have been trained to have some sort of like empathy and respect for people that we, you know, we get together and we do business together and we mm-hmm. all make money. It's enough money on the table for sellers to be happy mm-hmm. and the people that are working for those sellers to be successful. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're not doing it for free. You're like, I don't right. wake up. I don't I don't wake I don't up at 5 o'clock in the morning like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. no That's all I like, I don't run a nonprofit. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not running a non- nonprofit. Not I'm I'm, now, I'm, may, I'm running this know, business to be successful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about successful business. So, you know, for me, like I say on most of the podcasts, it's always bringing it back to having a legacy. I think we've all spoke about legacy mm-hmm. in the last, like, two hours or so. Mm-hmm. And... Like, there is one to be made in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not 
um, cannot be related to, so you know how they be like entrepreneurs. Mm. Right, right. Like, right. if you have a license and you are held to a higher standard by your state or that livelihood can be taken from you, we're more than just like entrepreneurs. Like, we mm. are entrepreneurs. We have like businesses and things right. like that. But, you know, we, we work for people and we're trying to do good business. John spoke about transparency mm-hmm. right? and um, laying all the cards out on the table so that everybody is aware and can agree on pricing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And, yeah. I feel and like that's it, morals, though. So that's, that's whether moral. you have a license or not, you, you got to exactly. know when you're because, de- you know, just because you don't have a license doesn't mean you, you, you don't have the same, share the same morals as what they're trying to teach you in that class, right? right? And the thing is all about repeat business. You know, you work with this investor today, mm-hmm. he's going to remember. Yep. He's either mm-hmm. going to refer you or talk shit about you, period. Right. You're not going to get rich off of one deal. Exactly. So if he refers mm-hmm. you, then boom, you got 10 more yes. potential clients, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like a multiplication period. effect, right? So everything, like, I always think futuristic. Like, I got to, like, treat this one client to the best and then... Make sure that they're happy. Follow up with them. Get that review on LinkedIn. Get that review on Google. You know, yep. get that review so they on, come on back. Facebook. Yep. You, you know, like on Facebook, Refer. on on HomeSnap, everywhere, right? Yep. All yep. reviews. All reviews matter too. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's another hashtag. All yep. reviews okay. matter. <laughs> so, okay. So what what John is talking about? So people say you're only good as your last deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're only as good as your repeat customers. Mm-hmm. When Man. it comes to investors. Because, like, you'll see me do stuff like, as an agent, this is stuff you learn about being an agent. I love wholesalers, and I love to hustle wholesalers. Mm-hmm. Like, if agents knew how to hustle like wholesalers, mm. it wouldn't be any wholesalers, right? Mm. But Facts. What, what, oh, agents, what agents <laughs> learn that wholesalers that don't always that learn, most agents... <laughs> Most agents are exposed to business models that wholesalers are not. So all of my investors, you know, I got certain stuff I do for each investor. So when a millionaire real estate agent book, when I got that, I was sending it to some of my top investors. When I got um, family wealth, keeping it in the family, I sent that to some of my top investors. These are little trinkets that you learn how to get repeat business without paying for a new business. You learn how to work your sphere of influence. A lot of wholesalers are like, oh, I made 50 off of this one, not knowing if this investor fail, they not coming back, like yeah. you said. Yeah. But if you can set people up to continuously make money, they're going to be like, what them. else you got? Because right. I got more money. So what money else you them. got? That's your right? goal. And, and that's your big why, ethics, right? Just like you was talking yeah. about. Right. You know, so don't put your investors in a bad deal because they ain't going to do exactly. shit with you again after exactly. that. You ain't going to make no <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They might just because you made 50 off that deal, you just lost potential 500000 over the lifespan of that investor doing, you know, potentially doing business with you because they're not going to repeat business with you. But, right. But they may be bankrupt. You know? Right. <laughs> right. right. Your whole goal is you to make them got money. money, right? <laughs> right. How right. you going to keep making money if they go out of business exactly. and everybody, you're the only one making money in the deal. Right. Right. Your investor went out of business yeah. for yep. over $10,000? Yeah. $20,000? What? Yep. Nah. Make sure they make their money. Make sure I make my money. Make sure the seller made their money. Now everybody comes back to the happy. table again. We make money together again. Right. That's right. You know? So... so um, 
and I, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> Not ready. So you go. You go. My one of my <laughs> marketing strategies right now is because we got access to certain data. I'm scrolling all the absentee owners. These are people that are out of state. I look at what they paid for the property. I look at the market values in the area. I know they got in on a bad deal. I'm not even looking or considering what they had, the renovation costs. I just know they brought the properties wrong. I'm targeting them people because I know they need to get out of these deals. Mm. So a lot of my business, my low-end business, are coming from people that are investors (laughs) that are out of state. They tenants ain't paid them because of the pandemic. I gotta send it. Look, look I have to send an eviction notice as we speak. They overpaid, and it's like I gotta, I gotta stop the bleeding. They said that the that millennials or you know whatever you want to call it, this generation, mm-hmm. right, are the most um, unhappy. Mm-hmm. buyers because they know they overpaid because they weren't really focused on market value they were just focused on beating out the competition yep mm. yep you know so <laughs> stupid stupid yep. i'm sorry it's just dumb. Yeah. now for agents and brokers we like yeah we Good. just that's right. what, you know it's celebration turn up yeah. and they compared it to the last generation whatever that was um and they said that only 20 or 30 percent right as right. opposed to 60 percent for the millennials. Yeah. Because they bought out of impulse. Whenever you make a decision on an impulse. It's going to be bad. Emotions bad. Don't I don't know. Out. Some of my, a lot of my millennial buyers. So we talked about this on one of the podcasts. Reggie was talking about like, you know, the quality of the buyers. If, if they're like <clears throat> coming from a certain area or like college mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of, se- several of my buyers have been like my high school friends. Mm-hmm. And they bought out of impulse. Probably still did. So highest and best is not a new thing, in case you right. people are not True. understanding right. this. Um, but people that I sold houses to between like 2011 and 14, they are winning right now. Right. Yeah. So did they pay like ten, eleven thousand dollars or so above axing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably yeah. did. So 2011 through 14, that's that's Gucci. Exactly. Right. Because that was after the 20. You know, like but we're we're still right? talking about so, yeah, two hundred thousand dollar houses plus, um, you know, stable area, stable environment, stable school systems, and the equity increase mm-hmm. is you know like so. I would not say so. Maybe if we're talking about these twenty twenty one people that bought from yeah, I'm just talking about like March the last two three June. years, yeah. like this, just this whole like uptrend of just. Gotta have it, gotta have it. Low yeah. inventory, low inventory. Oh, house in East Point. Now, I was buying a house in East Point for 30000 selling for But listen, you, they had an experienced realtor, somebody that understood the market mm-hmm. that was uh, advising them. So if you coming out here and you got a new-ass realtor that just got their license in 2019, they don't know. Not, True. You know, even though you just got... I forgot. No, 16. 16. But, but I'm saying, 16. but I'm saying, but uh, well, all realtors aren't ethical. Yeah, yeah. not all. Um, okay, we just got yeah. to put that Some out there. Some people are just trying okay. to get a deal, right? They're you trying know, to get their commission so, to pay so, rent. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> right, right, right. They hired the, the correct agent, broker, to be able to uh, walk them through their deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to be cognizant of that. You, well, you got to understand that. True. This go back to what I said. Some people want to be sold, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a salesperson. Yeah. Like I've honestly, 
I've talked to people, especially investors, and especially out-of-town investors. When they call me, you can almost, it feel like a balloon just deflated. Mm -hmm. Because I've talked people out of deals. Mm -hmm. Like, because some people are like, well, I just want to do this. And like, like the numbers just don't, don't make, make sense. Yeah, absolutely. And right. this is for regular homeowners. Yep. Like, I know you want to bid. And they like, what should I do? I'm like, do what you can afford. But I'm telling you, if you pay this price, the market has to make some corrections. And it only makes sense if you're going to stay here seven mm. years or more. I lost. So, when I've been I've been licensed since 2007. But I have, I, you know, just for my deals. Right. But when I started trying to be a, a sell real estate, mm-hmm. you know. A realtor. A, yeah, a realtor trying to <laughs> right. create another stream Four. of income. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I had that issue. Yeah. My issue was trying to tell people, dog, this is a bad deal. Right. Don't do it. You yep. know what I mean? And they, shit, I lost so many. I had to realize I, that's why I stopped. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, this ain't for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm trying to tell you how to make a good investment. Mm-hmm. You you taking it. Uh, they was getting mad at me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they I had, do. They was like, you know, I, I could have got that house for right. that dollar amount. Yeah, you could have, but you would have been in, you would have been upside down in three years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or maybe you really couldn't afford it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever the situation, I, I understand your situation. I was trying to help you be successful. Uh, the same way I'm trying to help my investors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And any investor, I, I want you to make more money. If I'm selling a homeowner a home, I want you to make money off of that home. I want it to be a good deal so you can go tell your friend, mm-hmm. your mom, Ma- your cousin. Majority of mm-hmm. retail buyers deal. are so, they, they get so mad at you for that. They do. So I had, yeah. to, I had to understand it. So uh, this was a close, this was a person that was a close friend of a close friend of mine. Yeah, and they, and they, they fired me. Yeah, I ain't never been fired before in my life, right? Right. She fired me over some. Uh, it was the crazy. It was like she wanted the worst deal. She the worst deal possible at that time. She wanted it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it was a bad deal. She fired me over it, and after that, I was like, shit. I don't. I don't think this is for me, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no I let like people this. buy what they want. I, I just do. don't. I just have to tell them. I'll, I'll give them my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I won't. I won't tell them what to pay. Mm-hmm. And I'll let them pay what they want. Because some people don't under... When we talk about numbers, some people qualify for stuff that they can't afford. Mm-hmm. Right? Period. And I just have to say, look, at this price, this is what it is. You can be happy. You know, I'll, I'll come to the barbecue. Mm-hmm. But I also will be there when you need to do a short They're going to be mad at your ass anyway, though. Right? They're going to be mad at you. They're going to say, this is what happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You sell them that house and they get in there and then the taxes increase. Uh... They didn't, certain things they didn't take into consideration, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, damn, you sold me a bad, okay. They, you sold me a bad house. Right. Bruh. So I can't win. Right? Yeah, you can. I, uh, for certain people, you can't win. Yeah, no, you really that's can't. why you no, have no, I, I agree with Shaka because, like, I literally just had this conversation. So one of my buyers paid cash. Right. I think 241 we talked about this before, which was like, $35,000 above asking. Right. And after we agreed, after we closed, mm-hmm. she tried to send me a message like, oh, um, I didn't find out that until after we signed. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, 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 young lady. We went over pricing. We went over, I ran comps just, you know, because like you said, I have a um, ethical responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, okay, we're going to pay this much for the house. I at least need to know what other places are doing. Right. 
So, you know, I sent her comps. Like, you know what? We're not too far off, even at this higher dollar amount. And you know that this is what they're asking. You know, you're agreeing to go up to this dollar amount. But then now, after you have won the bid, you've paid <laughs> all that money above, gave free occupancy for two months. Right. You mad. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, like, and you paid but above you appraised value, and you won. <laughs> right. But you, so but your you your, your, your goal right. when we were when we were starting this was to win. But after you set in oh, on the house, now you mad because <laughs> now your June your tax bill is due, and you like oh, and then like tried to pull on me. Well, um, I didn't know that I would have to pay the taxes. You own a house currently, ma'am. Don't play with me. <laughs> That's how, we're gonna talk about that next episode. Yes, we gotta wrap it up. It's gonna be a great conversation. We gotta talk about. I'm sorry, male or sir. We gotta talk about losing winners. That's what losing we winners. Talk. Yeah, because I mm. got a few of them. Mm-hmm. That's good. And hating lovers. This has been um, <laughs> a really fun night. I hope that everybody viewing has had a fun night as well. I am Johnny the Stanton. You can Google me. Find me on. Um, Instagram, Facebook at Johnny the Stanton. You can find Reggie. Just Google him. He says, "Yeah, Google uh, Reginald <laughs> Perryman or Reggie'sRealEstate.com." Y'all gotta listen to us on Spotify and like and subscribe to this YouTube. Please channel. like, like. Where's the button down here somewhere? Somewhere, and it don't cost you nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And somewhere. Clear to close. Don't forget the e on clear. It's getting trademarked. I will sue if you. <laughs> <laughs> let me try and let me clear the clothes. Yeah, because uh, attorney <laughs> Jeter does trademarks. Does. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Let me ask you this. Do books. you do you mentor or um coach anybody trying to get into wholesaling? Okay, so yes and no. Um okay. if you on my team. Right. Yes. Okay. We're not doing this for free. Right. Right. So everything has to be be like a value add play. Right. Um mentoring can definitely wear you out. And I have other deals to focus on and other things to focus on. So if you want to join a team, off market or on market. Hit up clear to close. All right. Clear close. (laughs) Okay. Shaka, where do we find you at? Big money. Okay, so um, it's been wonderful. Thanks to everyone. John, it's been a pleasure. Love you. Tell us yeah. about. We were supposed to hear about Missouri, though. Where do we find Missouri clothing? Yeah, so Missouri. Just look up Brittany Washington on Facebook. That's the only place I know where they get her at. Um, and she will get. I'm telling you, like it's so stretchy. Mm. Like, right. I ain't got no muscles, y'all. But it made me look like I got some. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't do gym selfies. So I might get I'm one serious, to go to the though. gym and be like. <laughs> All right, it's a wrap. Thank you. All Love right. Okay, we gotta get the picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Social media. I'm gonna get over there with him. Have, have one of them take our.